Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpacker Show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I am here with Noah Fleischman, as I am every week. We're here for another basketball update, but we're also going to talk a lot of NC State football spring practice today because it kicked off yesterday. We were allowed to go and watch for about half an hour, so we're going to share our takeaways, what we saw on the field, what impressed us, what concerns us. We're going to get into it. It's um, it's officially overreaction season. From now until August, we're, it's going to be um, – Focus on every little tiny detail, every morsel of info and intel that we get. And um, that starts today on this show. So we're going to talk through all of it. Before we do so, just want to shout out that we're both writers for the Wolfpacker.com. That's NC State's site on the On3 network. Um, right now, On3, fastest growing college sports, um, football and basketball, and um, a little bit of everything um, sports website out there. It's um, the future of the industry. And right now, you can get on and get become a premium member for only um, $1 for your first month of premium access. So that's a great deal. Um, go check it out. Um, the link, if you're watching on YouTube or on a podcast platform, the link to join the site is in our bio. Um, so go check it out. Um, and, you know, if you do, it's only $1 for your first month. I believe, um, you know, it's about as cheap as you can get for um for premium access to recruiting scoops, team news, team analysis, and you know everything in between. All right, and going off of that, we're going to break down some of a, a few of the tidbits that we gathered from our premium spring practice observation stories. Noah and I were both at practice. We watched um, both sides of the ball and wrote up little notebooks on uh, the offense and the defense, just sharing what we saw on the field. So, you know, first Noah. Your first spring practice here. Um, I think it's always an exciting time of the year. Um, it's, you know, you, you take two months off from football and, um, you know, you watch the bowl games, the college football playoff, you see the Super Bowl, and then you're sitting there and you're like, dang, no more football until August. Wrong. We have spring practice in about two weeks. So it's time to dive back into football talk. I'm excited about it. Noah, how are you feeling? I'm excited. You know, we're back in the swing of things with football for the next, what, month? A little over a month? I don't know. I'm not very good at, you know, looking at a calendar. I just look at the next day. But a lot of time between now and uh, the spring game in early April, which I think is going to be exciting. Um, April, I think. April, April 6th. Yes, yes. Thank you for, for correcting me. But, you know, I think it's great. You know, we got to run around on the field yesterday. Saw the offense, saw the defense, saw the new faces. 32 new guys on the field. A lot of new numbers. I had to print a roster out before. Yeah. I was like, oh. I don't know who some of these – like, you look at a number and like, oh, number 20, running back, Kendrick Raphael. Nope, that's wrong. That's example I was going to bring up too. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's that's all I was smothers. Kendrick's in number zero now. So, you know, stuff like that. But it was good to see, you know, a lot of new guys, see them up close, see how big some of these dudes are. Because, you know, Cedric Bailey, he's all a six foot six. Yep. And, that, and things like that. I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But, you know, there's some freshmen that look like they're juniors in college, just muscle-wise. And, and I think it's really cool to see. So – it's great to be on the practice field. Great to talk to, you know, Dave Dorn and a couple of players afterwards. We're back in the swing of this, Ethan, for the next, you know, a little over a month. And, uh, you know, we'll have you know, weekly weekly updates and, and things like that. So it'll be fun. Yeah. And um, also, we should mention after the practice, we got to talk to um, head coach Dave Dorn. We got to talk to a few players. So um, we'll discuss that after um, we kind of share our observations here as well. But we got, we got some direct um, – Intel straight from the sources yesterday. So um, first thing we're going to do is we're just going to go through the positions. We're going to go through each position that we watched and just share one big takeaway. 
Um, if you want the full takeaways, you can go subscribe to thewolfpacker.com, but we're going to give you a little sneak peek into that. And um, Noah, let's start with the quarterbacks. So I spent a lot of the practice watching them. We only got to see really one practice period where they were throwing two receivers and um, none against when throwing against the defense. So, you know, we couldn't exactly take away a ton of, um, of huge sweeping um, declarations, but I, you touched on it earlier. Cedric Bailey, man, he, he, he's tall. He, he makes every other quarterback in the quarterback room look tiny because, yeah, six foot six. It looks like he's put on a little bit of muscle since he arrived on campus, or at least since I saw him last at a um, seven on seven camp last year. So, right now, he looks like a small forward for the um, men's basketball team. Um, now, um, he, he's, he'll be in the system. He'll, um, you know, get a chance to, you know, grow and um, continue to put on more muscle bulk up and uh, i think just from watching him in high school watching him in the spring practice i think he has potentially special man i think he could be a really really good quarterback at nc state um you, you watch him throw and the ball just flies out of his hand he has some absurd arm strength um so much so i wouldn't be surprised if they might have to tell him to take a little bit off of off of it at times because he zips the ball in there man um was really impressed with him um, notably, or maybe not so notably since it's the first day of spring practice, but he took the initial um, backup quarterback reps in the first walkthrough of the first spring practice. Obviously, a lot more practice to go until, um, you know, any backup quarterback competition is decided. But it does kind of show, like, there's already this base trust there that the staff has in CJ. And, um, yeah, like what I saw out of him, Grayson McCall, I mean – Shoot, there's enough tape on him that I don't think folks need me to really describe how he throws the ball, but you know, catchable ball, good, good arm strength, good accuracy. I think he's going to be a very solid quarterback. Um, we're going to hop around here. We're going to go to um, offense and defense just so there's a bit of a rhythm here. But um, Noah, which position group would you like to you know enlighten us about today? Yeah, I watched a lot of the defense yesterday. You watched you know a lot of the offensive guys. We'll, we'll start with the front. You know, defensive front, you know, it's, it's where a lot of games are won and lost, you know, on the line of scrimmage. And NC State's D-line back out there kind of looks a little bit new. You know, David Van, we talked to him afterwards. He joked, you know, no C.J. Clark, no Sivy on Jackson. He's kind of the old guy in the room now. And he kind of joked about that a little bit. But he was out there being his usual self. You know, he's a big guy. You know, he, he makes a lot of people look small. But one guy he didn't make look small in the D-line, Chase Bond. You know, freshman defensive end who's here early. He's a little bit smaller muscle-wise, but you put them standing next to each other, you, you can see, you know, the, the possibility of what they can do with them and, and make him kind of look like Davin Van a little bit. So that was exciting to see. Yeah, You saw Brandon Cleveland and Trevally Price kind of round out that first team, you know, D-line. You know, we'll, we'll see how that, that that shapes up. And, you know, second team D-line is, is kind of the question of, of what they do there with, with DJ Jackson, you know, taking some second, some second team nose tackle reps. So, D-line was interesting. You know, uh, Red Hibbler was not at practice, and then Noah Potter was limited. Um, so a couple of the older guys in the D-line weren't fully taking part. Um, but I don't think that's anything to worry about at this point in the year. Staff's going to be cautious with guys that yeah. had, you know, with surgeries or, or nagging injuries. They're not going to force them to go out there and go full speed day one at spring practice. Um, I think they should be okay, you know, moving forward. But D-line's an exciting group. New looking group a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll see who steps up and, and can take some of these reps that, that you know CJ Clark and, and Savion Jackson had last year. 
Yeah, and you know, it's a little bit of a thin group in the spring, but um you're going to add two more true freshmen in the um in the summer and then you know, this gives an opportunity for guys like Chase Bond or an Isaiah Shirley to um step up, these young guys to really really make it a great impression. So It'll be fun to watch them play. It'll be fun to watch the see if they could carve out a role in the two deep for next year, um, because there is playing time as you discussed at that position. Let's hop back over to offense, and um, I want to talk about the running backs. Um, this is probably the group I watched the least, just because it's um, you know, it's was very very light to no contact at, at practice, so. Wasn't a ton you could take away from the running backs, except for Jordan Waters. I would not want to have to tackle. That is a big dude. He he is going to bring a um you know a powerful element to the Wolfpack backfield that um I think could change up the offense and make it a lot more dynamic than it was last year. Just because, I mean, he's going to be able to come in and you know pick up you know four yards when you need to. But if he can break a couple of tackles, he can get the second level. He can break that for a touchdown, as NC State fans know far too well from last year's contest against Duke. Um, and now that he is on the other triangle team, it's um, worth getting pretty excited about, I think. Um, he's obviously, you know, this is his sixth season of college football. He's been through spring practice. He's been through the whole routine. I am, I'm really just looking to see maybe if he can, you know, step up as like a true leader of the group. Because other than them, like Demarcus Jones is in there as a redshirt senior, who I um I'm sure will be a you know valued veteran presence in the room. And then um, other than that, you mean you have redshirt freshman Hollywood Smothers. Um, you have sophomore um, Kendrick Raphael, who also looked good. Um, you know, looks like you know physically, you know, a year in college football, he's bulked up, so that's to be expected. And you know, of course, he showed flashes as a true freshman. It'll be cool to see where he fits into the rotation as well, but. You, know, you have him, you have true freshman Duke Scott, true freshman Isaiah Jones. It's a young room. Um, and the other note, um, Jordan Poole, he's also he's a, he's, he's a running back now. He, he made the move from linebacker last year, and he's going to stick with the running backs um, based on everything we've heard. So, yeah, that's my um, summation of the running back room. I think it's going to be better than last year. Uh, obviously, they're replacing a ton of guys with, you know, Delbert Mims, Jordan Houston, Michael Allen. But um, I think they have a chance to take a significant step forward. I think it's one of the early contenders for most improved position groups this year. Noah, um, what position group would you like to dive into next? I guess we'll just keep going backwards on the defense. We'll go to the linebackers. Interesting spot. Some new faces, some returning faces, a kind of new face. We'll, we'll talk about it. But, you know, Peyton Wilson's gone. Obviously, the, you know, the, the all-do-everything linebacker from last year. He's off to the NFL. He'll be a second-round pick probably in April April's draft. So that'll be fun to watch. He's at the Combine this week. Um, we can touch on that at the end. But they replace him with a safety. You know, Sean Brown moving down from safety to linebacker. He played that spot during the Clemson game when Peyton got hurt. Played pretty well, five tackles on one drive, and then filled that spot really, really well. So he's now in linebacker. They put some muscle on him to kind of you know bulk him up just a little bit more for, for that spot at, at linebacker. And we talked to him after. He's excited. You know, he thought that this was probably the best move for him. The coaches thought it, his family thought it kind of, you know, was just a, a decision that worked out for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting to see. And he's been talking with Peyton. He's been studying Peyton's film of you know how to play Will linebacker. 
And that's what I think this spring is for is to kind of get him comfortable of playing that every single down. And, and what's good about him is Peyton was one of the best coverage linebackers in the country, if not the yeah. best. Well, you take a guy who is used to covering and downfield, put him at linebacker. I think, you know, he's going to be a really, really big asset on that part of the field for NC state covering the running backs out of the backfield, maybe, you know, lining up in the slot if with, with a, with the tight end or something. So I think it's not a bad move. Um, I think it's a great move for, for Sean Brown. And, and I think it'll work out pretty well outside of that. Caden Fordham back in a starting role, most likely for NC state. Interesting spot that NC state was running, you know, Retro freshman Kamal Bonner was with the first team yesterday, which is an interesting thing. You know, you were pretty high on him last year, you know, coming in as a true freshman. He's got an opportunity, I think, to turn some heads, you know, in camp and kind of earn a starting spot in the fall. So linebacker is a spot. I don't think NC State will see too much of a drop off. I don't think anybody's going to do what Peyton Wilson did last year. I don't think, you know, we're going to see 138 tackles, 17 17 and a half tackles for a loss. But if the group can can come together and, and make production similar to that, I think they'll be okay. So I don't think this is a position that NC State should be too worried about. Obviously, replacing NFL draft picks pretty hard. But I think that Sean Brown might be up to the task. I don't think the expectation should be Peyton Wilson out of Sean Brown, but I think good linebacker is, is not off the table. Yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be sort of like a everyone has to step up to mitigate the loss of Peyton Wilson. It's not going to be Sean Brown coming in and completely filling that void. But, um, you know, shoot, we everyone saw last year, he's not afraid to get physical. He, he's a, he was fantastic. He was maybe one of the best run support safeties in the country last year. So very confident. He'll, he'll be able to fill that role. And the only place he really struggled in at points last season was um, pass coverage, and his job will be a little bit easier there at linebacker compared to safety. So I think it's a good move. Um, he said he's added about 10 pounds since um, since last season. So he's bulking up a little bit. Um, but, you know, physicality has never been his issue. I don't know if they really need him to um, add a ton of weight to in, in, and sacrifice that the speed he has. So, like, he, he only missed four total tackles, I believe, last year. So and I, I think you can feel comfortable about him coming up into the box where he played the majority of his snaps already and I'm making plays. So excited about that. Excited to see everyone step up um, around him. And um, then we should also mention they got another transfer portal commitment this week from um, Auburn linebacker, Cam Riley, who, you know, is like six foot five, 240 plus pounds, much more of like a, you know, the Peyton Wilson mold of linebacker um, in terms of size. So he'll be here in the summer and um, he'll enter that conversation competition he had 120 career tackles at auburn um sort of a rotation guy for them so linebacker room it's going to be one we're talking a lot about until the start of the season and probably throughout the season so um keep an eye on that group and uh a lot to be excited about there for sure um moving to the wide receivers i'd say another very intriguing group this season um you know the guy who stood out to me i know you're, you're you're looking to hear you know, stuff about Casey, um, Noah Rogers, um, the other incoming guys, Terrell Anderson, Wesley Grimes, all of those big time additions over the offseason. But Noah, Bakari Collins yesterday really impressed me. I, I, I thought he, he looked great in the limited action that we got to see. He was taking those for early first team reps. And, you know, if he could take a leap forward, and then, you know, all of the talented pieces all meshed together, all the newcomers, 
then man, if, if he if if he let me phrase it this way, Noah, if he's starting next year or this year, this wide receiver unit is going to be pretty freaking good because if if he can you know elevate to the level of you know Wesley Grimes who had 400 plus yards and a few touchdowns at Wake Forest last year, elevate to the level of Noah Rogers who's you know former five star recruit and all of this, um, if he's like at their level too. And like everyone's just kind of you know competing and pushing each other up to the top here, I I think it's worth getting extremely excited about this group. Um, I'll say just when they ran out onto the field, just a physically impressive group. Like most of them at this point, over six foot, over really over six foot one. A lot of you know six foot two, six foot three receivers in the room now, uh, and um, shoot, it looks like they've been buying into Coach Thunder's winter workout plan as well. So. We'll see how that translates to the field, but um, it looks like Grayson McCall is going to have quite a few um, targets to throw to this season that um, can make a lot of plays. And, um, you know, looking at the inside group, it, w- it was a pretty thin group working at inside receiver. I mean, you had – it was at slot receiver. It was really just um, Casey and Jalen Coit. And then, you know, the guys working at flex Y slash tight end, it was, you know, Juice Farine, Justin Jolie, um, Dante Daniels and um, Reed Mitchell were the no- notable names there. So, you know, it's, it's a smaller group. And then you have to remember, of course, they're going to add in like Jonathan Taylor um, in the summer as well, who's a freshman who could contribute from day one. So small group, but then you have to look at it and you're like, hey, you know, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Who's the starting tight end is going to be? going to be Justin Jolie. Starting slot receiver, yeah, you're going to start the returning freshman All-American. So it makes sense why that group's a little smaller and you have, you know, a guy like Julian Gray working with the outside receivers instead of um, the inside receivers. So another fun group to watch. Um, Casey, I mean, there's not much we could take away. Um, He he was, you know, half mad, half joking because he kept cleating himself in practice. So he's, um, you know, getting his feet back under him, getting ready for um, practice now. But – uh, you know, he's going to have a big year. And if those outside guys can step up too, it's going to be a very fun passing offense to watch. Um, I, I rambled there for a little bit on um, the wide receivers and tight ends, Noah. So if you want to go ahead and um, pick up with your next position, moving on to the secondary, I guess. Yeah, I just had one more touch about the, the wide receiver. Talk about Dakari Collins. A little preview. We got a story going up today about guys that can improve their stock in spring practice. And I, I picked him as, as kind of the number one guy. Because if he can pick it up where he left off at the end of the season, playing 40 snaps a game, getting a role in the wide receiver room, I think that that's going to be really impressive, especially yeah. with what they brought into that outside receiver room. So just touching on that, he looked good. He looked confident. We talked to him afterwards too. He mm-hmm. was pretty confident about, about this this new season, another year in Robert and I's offense. He's comfortable now, and he's excited. So I think that's something good to watch. You know, moving on to the secondary, corner and safety, NC State knows what it has, I think, in each spot. You know, Aiden White at corner, that's the easiest, I think, you know, position. You know, Dave Dorn talked about it. He goes, you know that guy's got the side of the field taken care of. No need to worry. He hasn't allowed a touchdown in two years. So, don't know how how many to look and see how many corners in the country are coming into this next year with that. Don't think it's a very long list. No. So, um, that's that. You know, there's competition for the other side with Cheyenne Battle gone. We did see Brandon Cisse working with the first team at practice. Don't be surprised if Corey Coley also gets reps there. I think those two are the top two 
guys kind of competing for that spot. Um, we thought Devon Marshall would be, but he's moved to nickel. He's still a corner on the website. On the roster we were given yesterday, he's at nickel. And I think that's probably a good spot for him. He, what yeah. I think appears to be the favorite there, you know, going in, going into the season at nickel to Marcus Cooley also will get some time there probably too. So those two positions, I think NC State likes what it has. You know, it's got depth at corner too. Um, you can look at a guy like Corey Coley, who we mentioned, you know, Javon Bali, Jackson Vick. I think there's a lot of guys that, that can play at corner, especially in the younger end. So it'll be kind of interesting, especially now. When you bring in, you know, bring Aiden White back for one more year, bring in Corey Coley, who only has got one year left. I think this season's really big on building depth in that room. So next year, those guys are ready to step up and probably bring in a portal guy anyway, but still an opportunity to, for these young guys to make something happen. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Definitely. Before, before um, Aiden White decided to withdraw from the transfer portal, I mean, you were kind of having to bank on two guys taking leaps in the spring, right? You needed Brandon CC to be ready. And then you needed a Corey Coley or De- Devon Marshall to um, be ready to, you know, assume those large roles. But um, now it's like you have the peace of mind of one side of the field is good. You, you have a reliable, consistent, all ACC corner over there. And just have, you know, banking on one of those guys, you know, a Brandon CC taking a sophomore leap, a Corey Coley being able to provide a, a um, consistent veteran presence, shoot, I think you go into spring practice a lot more confident than you would have if um, Aiden had ended up heading elsewhere. Um, but, yeah, that, that's definitely a group I'm pretty confident in, man. No reason not to be, right? Yeah. So I guess um, now I'll move on to the offensive line here because I, I touched on the tight ends. I mean, um, Justin Jolie was going through with the first team. Juice Farine was taking a lot of those um, flex Y reps as well. Um, Jolie was lining up a little bit of in line, a little bit in the slot, which, you know, he's going to be everywhere this year. So get ready for that. He's going to line up all over the field. Um, same with Juice, who, um, again, looks like he's added muscle, um, looks ready to potentially make a uh, sophomore leap after, um, you know, he flashed in the Notre Dame game last year. Um, Dante Daniels was taking mostly third string reps, and um, Reed Mitchell, who played a lot as a walk on last year, was with the second team. But okay, moving on to the offensive line. Um, there were two starters or potential starters not at practice. Um, Zeke Correll, who, um, you know, I think he was in like a, one of the NIL collectives, um, more recent social media posts were in a sling. He, he was not there. And then Anthony Carter Jr. was not there as well. Um, so that gives opportunities to other folks. Um, and for this first spring practice, for the first reps of the walkthrough, um, redshirt freshman Cayman Smith was taking reps at left guard. From everything I've heard, I wouldn't be shocked if he came in and started um, at left guard as a redshirt freshman this year. He's at least – I think he's at least going to be in a rotational role because everything I've heard is, is he has transformed his body. He is ready to come in and make an impact as a second-year player at, and after being you know, a really impressive prospect out of high school, really athletic lineman. Um, and, you know, he's listed on the ta- the roster as a tackle even. I think he'd have the versatility to slide outside if they needed him to. He's six foot five, over 300 pounds. So I think he has the capability to do that as well. And um, then it was you know, Sean Hill um, taking reps at center, you know, veteran presence. He'd been here for a long time. Um, so he was just in there. 
providing that reliable presence at center. Um, those are the main takeaways from the offensive line. Again, we didn't get to see them really block anybody, so we can't really take away anything huge. But um, other than that, it was the same offensive line from last year that you expected with um, the other three starters, Anthony Belton at left tackle. Then you have um, you know Tim McKay at right guard, and um, then, of course, Jacarius Peak at right tackle. Um, all right. So I think, uh, no, did you, did you want to talk about, um, safeties and kind of touch on, um, what that group is looking like right now? Yeah. Safety. I mean, he's an interesting spot. Bishop Fitzgerald's back. He was running first team safety as expected. You know, he had a really great, great year first year at NC state coming from the junior college level this past season. They moved Renta Hinton to safety as well. And then Zach Myers and, and Damon Fagan were running the second team safety unit. Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing to watch um, there just with two young guys in the second team safety. I know they're high on both of them. I think that this is an opportunity for them to show what they can do as the second teamers, but yeah, Bishop Fitzgerald, Renta Hinton, you know, first team guys to, to open up, uh, open up practice. Awesome. All right. Well, I believe that is the specialist preview. Um, Cause you mentioned Marshall was working at nickel to Marcus Cooley was working at nickel. Um, freshman Assad Brown as well. Um, so that, that's it. We didn't get to watch the specialists much. Um, it's, but Coach Doran, and I guess we can use this as a way to kind of go into the um, press conferences, but um, Coach Doran did say they, they feel good about um, Kanoa at kicker. They also have Colin Smith there who pushed Braden Narvison in the kicker competition last year. So they'll have that. And then they also have to sort out and find a new long snapper. So there's, there's at least like one intriguing position battle at every single position group this year, which is very exciting. It's going to make for a really fun and um, highly, um, you know, fun to follow um, spring practice for the Wolf Pack. All right. Actually, before we dive into um, press conferences, and we're going to touch on basketball a little bit, but before we do any of that, I just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Game Time. Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Whether you're looking for tickets to um, the Duke and NC State game next week, whether you look the men's basketball game, whether you're looking to go to the women's basketball game against Syracuse tomorrow, or a concert, a comedy show, a Hurricanes game, whatever you're looking for, Game Time has it, and um, you know you can buy tickets you know right at the last minute, an hour leading up to you know puck drop or tip off or you know the first song of the concert. It's all there, easy to use app. You can find it on any app store or you can go and use it in your browser at gametime.co. That's not .com, that's .co. And uh, my favorite thing about the app, if you've listened to the show, you already know this well. Um, when you go and you look, you can see the exact view from your seat of the ticket you'd be buying. I'll hold it up for um, those watching on our YouTube channel. You can see, you know, these are tickets to the next NC State home game. You can see where you would be sitting the view from that seat and has the price, the you know, details of the seat, and it has it listed, you know, cheapest to most expensive. So if you're looking for a good deal, it's a good place to go. And to sweeten that deal, if you use code WOLFPACK, and that's all caps WOLFPACK, for um, your first purchase, you'll get $20 off. So it's a good deal. Um, go check it out in GameTime app on any app store or on your web browser at gametime.co. All right, Noah. So... After practice, we both went to the um, indoor practice facility. We sat there. We wrote up the observations that we just talked about. And then we talked to 
Coach Doran. We talked to Sean Brown. Talked to Dakari Collins, Grayson McCall, and um, Corey Coley, and Davin Van. It was a busy day. So um, we, we talked to a lot of folks and um, got a lot of input from them. Um, Noah, just what were some of the big takeaways you took from our first spring practice press conferences of the year? Everyone's excited. Why not, right? Be excited. I think that, you know, it's important to have that. I mean, everyone's going to be. Nobody's won or lost the game yet. They won't for another, you know, seven months. So it'll be exciting or six months. So it'll be exciting. Um, Dick Dorn, though, did talk about some different things. He talked about, you know, staff continuity and how that's been important, which we'll have a story up on that today and kind of, you know, breaking down, you know, what he talked about, how, how that's important to have the third longest tenured staff in the ACC and also some information on uh, some raises that the assistants got. But outside of that, you know, I think it was, you know, he, he he's excited about what they have, he's excited about 32 new guys, and, and that's important. I think spring practice is really getting them, you know, on the routine, on how NC State does everything, breaking their habits from whether it was from high school or their previous college. Um, and, and I think he was really, you know, looked at that as a challenge, but a fun one. And at NC State is trying to find ways to connect on and off the field. And, and they're doing probably a good job, depending on how, you know, how guys were talking about it afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the off the field part. Um, it seemed like all the players we talked to kind of talk, talked about, you know, meshing off the field because, um, you know, they they have these um, spring practices for a reason to mesh on the field. But they're they're, they're putting in the work to, um, you know, get get closer off the field. When we talked to Grayson earlier in the year. He really emphasized that's something he cares deeply about is he, he thinks a successful football program, you have to have a deeper connection, a deeper understanding of each other than just what you're doing on the field. So confident that he's going to step in, excuse me, as a leader and um, take on that role and help this team mesh together. And, um, you know, that's a main thing to watch for. It's not something you can like tangibly measure, but if the team's putting in the work to, grow together as a unit, it's going to you know, be reflected on the field as soon as we see them against Western Carolina. So that was really my big takeaway. Other than, um, you know, Davin Van has clearly been embracing the um, winter conditioning regiment. He looks huge. Um, he actually said he had lost weight from last year, um, but um, he looks ready to you know, continue to wreck games. He said he came back because, you know, the draft grade just, you know, wasn't that high. It wasn't what he was looking for. So he's going to come back. He's going to continue to you know, blow up defenses on that um, three-man front or blow up offenses, I should say. And, um, you know, raise that draft grade and, you know, have, have a great senior year with the Wolfpack. All right. I, I think unless you have anything else, Noah, as far as um, football takeaways go, um, I think we can switch gears to basketball, um, which is definitely the less cheerful part of this podcast. Uh, Noah, last night you covered NC State's loss to Florida State a um, 90 to 83 shootout um, in Tallahassee, um, you know, and then Saturday I covered NC State's win over, um, over Boston college. So one in one week for the pack men's squad. Um, Noah, I mean, at this point, the uh, push for the NCAA tournament is likely finished unless they can win the ACC tournament. Correct. Yeah. Likely that's shot. I mean, of course, you know, people are, you know, People can have optimism. They can win the last three games and maybe feel bubbly going into selection Sunday. But yeah, the, the the way they can lock themselves in now is, uh, I mean, it's always the case to win the ACC tournament, but that's the the easiest way, the most likely way NC State can get into the tournament at this point. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, is there anything you'd like to see out of them? Any improvements you'd like to see them make? Anything you'd like to see them stress just so maybe it doesn't have impact on this season, but it makes you feel a little bit better about just, you know, the program moving forward? Yeah, you know, they've, they've hung their hat on defense the whole entire year. And when things weren't going well offensively, the defense found ways to win games for them. Well, their last two losses, the defense has not been there. You know, mm-hmm. Syracuse scored 55 on them in the first half, put them in a big hole, 15-point deficit at halftime. They clawed their way back, had a chance to win that game in the second half. You, if they don't give up 55, they've got a chance to win. Fast forward to, to last night at Florida State. Florida State scored 90 points. NC State scored 83. The offense was not the problem. Sometimes shots are a little fall, and that it, mm-hmm. it happens college basketball. But 83 points should be enough to win the game. Kevin Keats talks about that afterwards. And the, the common thread between these two games is that Keats has described is that they're not following the scouting report on defense. Okay. It's yeah. Against Syracuse, one player had eight threes in the first half. Against Florida State, that didn't happen. But Florida State was able to do whatever they want. They got inside the paint. They got, you know, I think they, they made 14, 15 layups. And, you know, that when he, he was describing after the game, you know, drives through the middle were part of the scouting report. And mm-hmm. Florida State made it look easy being able to get to the rim and, and, and get easy baskets. So I think that's the biggest concern uh, that, you know, these last three games, you know, have a lot hinging on and of kind of trying to show improvement and growth. But when you look at who they're playing, Ethan, it's three quad one games in a row, Not two of them on the road. And then one home game is against Duke. So it's not getting easier at all. This was probably their, you know, if you want to put it in air quotes, their easiest game left on the schedule. And they lost 80 or 90 to 83. So to Chapel Hill, they go this weekend. That one will be interesting. Four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And then quick turn Monday night against Duke before they go to Pitt to close things out. So we'll see what happens. But two games against triangle teams in a row, NC State could build some momentum going to the ACC tournament if they can win one of them. I think that would be a positive going to the ACC tournament. They still have some seating to play for. Um, they're they're definitely able, capable to, you know, get that single by, start playing on Wednesday. You play on Tuesday, it, that, the winning ACC tournament might go out the window too, having to win, you know, that many days in a row. So the, the, I think right now the biggest thing is to win is win some games, keep yourself – above that 10 seed line so they can avoid having to play Tuesday in DC. Yeah, absolutely. And switching gears to the women's side of things. Um, it was an 0 two week for the Wolfpack women. The first time they've lost consecutive games this year, it, um, you know, ended their chances at a regular season title push. Um, it complicated their pursuit of a number one seed and, um, it rose some questions first, they um, lost 80 to 70 against um, UNC and no one involved was happy with the de- defensive effort there. Um, UNC, you know, shot well from the field, but um, the pack felt that they didn't, you know, follow the scouting report enough. They knew what, um, you know, Lexi Donarski, a sharpshooter for the Tar Heels had 23. They felt like they didn't defend her um, as well as they needed to. And, you know, they gave up at, at least 19 points in every single quarter. So that's not what the Wolfpack has done this year. They're one of the best defenses in the conference. So they need to get back to that. And then they were on the road for a second consecutive game against Duke. So second consecutive in-state rivalry game. And, um, you know, you play against Duke and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a scrappy game. They're not going to make anything easy. Um, so now you have to look at it where it's, you know, 
Um, it, you have to defend them. You have to match their intensity. And it just it didn't seem like the pack did that. Um, Duke put up 22 in the second quarter, and that's when they kind of built their commanding lead that um, the pack really couldn't you know, um, close in on despite you know, a late comeback push. So, you know, it, when you play scrappy defensive teams like Duke, you have to be ready to replicate that same defensive production. Um, I know the offense wasn't pretty, but, you know, that's not abnormal for Duke. They, they, they make everything ugly. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, that, now you have tomorrow a matchup against a surging ranked Syracuse team that's been really good all year. And then um, you finish it off with senior day against Wake Forest. But, um, you know, they're going to be the – I second or third seed in the conference tournament, most likely if they can beat Syracuse and wake forest, uh, they would be locked in as the second seed. They control their own destiny there, but um, you know, it's a, it's a log jam. There's a lot of teams sitting at five ACC losses right now. So if they lose another, you could drop down all the way to, um, you know, I think like four or five, even I, I, they, they have some favorable tiebreakers. So their, their, their status as the, as a top four is not locked in, but it's fairly secure. So easiest way to take care of that is win, um, win against Syracuse. And then I believe you, they would be locked in completely to a top four spot. So, you know, it, obviously um, you know, not a fun couple of games to watch, but the sky is still not falling. Um, we'll see how things go against Syracuse Thursday night. Noah will be there with full coverage. All right. Well, that's, almost the entire show um before we you know wrap up here noah any last shout outs um anything you'd like to mention before um before we head out here i don't think so i think we're, we covered it all today and uh it's a busy week though shout out to yeah. nc state athletics it's a busy week that we've got up ahead men's basketball women's basketball baseball softball in action shout out to them they've, they've won yeah. i think 11 12, 11 in, a row. 11 in a row Right, 12 and three start, best start in uh, program history for a first year coach. So I think shout out to Lindsay Leftwich. Definitely, she's she's turned that program around. At least for now, we'll see what happens when we get to ACC play. They haven't had an ACC, a winning record in a full ACC slate in like five or six years, so we'll see if they can at least get to 500. I think that would be a big improvement in year one for her in, in league play. An impressive turnaround for sure. Um, I don't know if we've recorded a podcast since it happened, but um, it, NC State gymnastics um clinched um the regular season acc title so shout out to them as well um and finished it undefeated because then they went on and um beat, defeated pittsburgh as well um and then shout out to peyton wilson and dylan mcmahon they're both at the combine um peyton wilson and joe shimko and joe shimko in the specialist showcase as well so you know three members of the pack you know meeting with teams showing off their skills um peyton will go through combine testing tomorrow and um, or and then that's Thursday for those watching not on the release date. And then Dylan McMahon hits the field Sunday, I believe. So you can watch that on the NFL Network if you want to see the former Wolfpack stars uh, run the 40, do the vertical, all of that sort of stuff. All right. Well, Noah, I think that's the show. Um, I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Um, you know, like we said at the top of the um, show here, you know, it's spring practices back. We're excited. We're excited to be covering another year of Wolfpack football. Check out the Wolfpacker.com. We have plenty of content going up about that. It's also a busy time for recruiting. So we'll have plenty of scoops there, all types of info. And um, we appreciate you following along with us with, with all of it. And um, yeah, we'll be back next week with another update. See you then.